0: Thank you for tuning into the Taking Background podcast. This is a podcast about making a difference. And in this episode, we're going to talk about why it's so important for you as a man to be prepared to protect your family in any situation. Let's go. Let's go! Everyone, welcome to Taking Background Podcast. Yeah, yeah, where we equip men to be leaders in their life, their home, and their city to leave a legacy and make a difference. How's it going, man? It's going, it's been a day, huh? It has been a day. You know what has made my day better, though, is my awesome wife who, what uh, come you on, you know, now. made us these Taking Background Podcast mugs.
1: Thank you, Anna. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. I don't have anything in mind yet.
0: So I I, I had something fun uh, to talk about in light of being a protector, and that's uh, the first opportunity that you had to be a protector (laughs) of your wife.
1: Hey, I was amazing.
0: Yeah. I had a knife.
1: I was fully prepared to use it. Just
0: spoiler alert, the story ends with Tommy yelling out into the woods, (laughs) standing by the campfire, (laughs) holding his knife, saying... We we're in bed. I have a knife. We we're in our sleeping bags. No, you remember when the tree fell? I okay. So, it. we uh we're still in high school at this point, I think, and junior year. Terry Andrews our summer, summer, summer pastor, of junior, yes, year. after junior year before senior year. Yep. And he takes us out into the Wall- Wallowa Mountains in uh Northeast Oregon for like a week long Beautiful pack trip. Oh man. Beautiful backpacking trip. Still some of my favorite memories, but yep. You know we're we're going down there, and Terry prides himself on uh,
1: storytelling, a good story, yeah.
0: And so, yeah. And, I mean, keep in mind, like we're like solidly in our teenage years at this point. We're like 16, 17 grown years men. old. Ba- yep. Yeah, ba- Basically, basically grown men. men. And he starts telling this story about this guy like, hey, you know, we're going out there. We need to be careful. You know, there's been reports of this guy off in the wilderness, blah, blah, blah. I can't. Mm. I don't want to tell you too much about it. Yeah. So we go on the trip and, you know, he's like throwing out these like tidbits of info and planting
1: seeds, planting, planting
0: seeds, you know,
1: he was good at that.
0: And I didn't believe him at first. I thought he was, like, just making oh, yeah, things none of us up. did. And then he tells us the whole story this mm-hmm. one night, you know, about this guy that was living in the wilderness, and his wife and kid got killed in an avalanche, and so he just had one remaining daughter left, and they you know, lived another few years, and she was getting older, and this one really bad winter, she kind of had left the house or mm-hmm. cabin, And didn't come back. And, you know, he went and found her and she had, like, succumbed to the cold. Wow, you're getting really deep here. And ever since then, like, young women would go missing. Yeah, up in the mountains. Out in the mountains and stuff. And so Tommy has this blossoming crush on... (laughs) stephanie it started on that package literally like a day prior i I think i even remember telling you because you were like i want to tell her and i'm like no dude like wait wait until we get back in case she says no you know (laughs) because i didn't want it to go bad you know yeah and so fortunately it didn't but um anyways we we didn't believe him but then, like, some outside confirmations started happening where he had stayed back and we had seen, like, some random person that looked kind of mountain man Very man-y. mountain man Yeah, you know, like, out in the very woods, you know, and so we saw, like, that dude in passing and then we were up, like, top summiting Eagle Cap. Yeah. Or, Eagle Cap, that's what it yeah. was, Eagle Cap. And this other group that was up there was like, Oh yeah, there's this guy that like lives in the woods. Basically here, told the same basically story, told the same story. And so we come back and, and at this point Crazy. it feels real.
1: Oh, hundred percent. At that point it was, it was deadlocked for sure. This really happened up there because the people we met up there had no idea who Terry was. Mm-hmm. So it was completely separate.
0: So I was yeah, hundred percent so, sold on that. So we're all kind of hanging out around the campfire and tensions are high, I yeah. would say.
1: Uh, yeah, because it's dark.
0: Confirmation. The girls are kind of freaked out.
1: Yeah, everybody's
0: a little on edge. Yeah. And I think it must have been like a tree branch falling or There's something. Like, a deer. like now. Something was or moving. A deer, yeah. Something was moving. But we heard something out in the dark behind us and mm-hmm. we heard this snap and Tommy snaps. <laughs> And whips out his buck knife, and his, I, I oh, don't no, even remember what you were like. Oh this was a diving knife, right? This thing had been strapped to my ankle <laughs> or strapped to my calf
1: the entire trip, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. But it was like this diving knife that I got from the fifty thousand silver dollar bar in Montana. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Little plug. I just remember sitting across the campfire from you, like looking at you, knife in hand, yelling at the darkness, <laughs> "Come at me! I'll get you, Glacier Jake." Don't even think about it. It was not one of my greatest moments in life,
1: but I was willing to sacrifice everything.
0: To protect your almost girlfriend.
1: For my almost girlfriend (laughs) who had no idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Luckily for me, I got her. Yeah. Love you, hon. Yeah, you did. Uh, (laughs) 509-906-3122.
1: If you got a better story than that. If you got a better
0: story than that, or taking background Spokane at gmail.com. As always, like, share, get the word out on the social networks. Yes, please. Tonight's Bible verse is taken from 2 Samuel 10, 9 through 14. Ooh, come on now. When Joab saw that the battle was set against him, both in front and in the rear, he chose some of the best men of Israel and arrayed them against the Syrians. The rest of his men he put in charge in the charge of Abishai, his brother, and arrayed them against the Ammonites. And he said, If the Syrians are too strong for me, then you shall help me. But if the Ammonites are too strong for you, then I will come and help you. Be of good courage, and let us be courageous for our people, and for the cities of our God, and may the Lord do what seems good to him. So Joab and the people who were with him drew near to battle against the Syrians, and they fled before him. And when the Ammonites saw that the Syrians fled, they likewise fled before Abishai and entered the city. Then Joab returned from the fighting against the Ammonites and came to Jerusalem. Get some. Yeah.
1: If you need, as a man, you'd got to read Second Samuel. Mm-hmm. The story of David's life is just like this epic Lord of the Rings battle type. Mm-hmm. Oh man. And then there's obviously crushing defeat, but. It just, yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Why just do, you do think, yourself a favor. Why do you think that.
0: that speaks to a man?
1: Because inside every man is like this, this desire, this warrior heart of mm-hmm. protecting yourself, your city. Well, back then your city nowadays, mm-hmm. not so much. Cause I don't know when the last time the raid was on Spokane.
0: Did the Ammonites probably come? been about a hundred years. Yeah, probably a while you know.
1: but I mean that type of stuff doesn't really happen in America right now. So it, uh, I don't know. There's just that drive inside you that's Mm -hmm. like, "Ah, I want to fight and stand up.
0: Why do you think men of courage are needed today in this culture?
1: (sighs) Have you watched the news lately?
0: Okay. (laughs) I would say
1: because there's so much of our culture that's saying that is, that is demasculinizing Mm -hmm. the man. Mm -hmm. So being a stay at home dad is now is praised. Mm-hmm. rather than a husband who provides for the family, mm-hmm. letting letting um, the woman go out and provide for the family, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad thing. But at the same time, the Bible specifically calls out the head of the household mm-hmm. to, to be, the provider. be the provider.
0: Yeah, I think that there's a huge part of culture that is trying to erode masculinity. Mm-hmm. And a big part of that is being men of war and men of courage and we're not talking about just being a violent person yeah no because if anything like restraint is the better quality self-control but it's something that like is disappearing Mm -hmm. amongst men in in the west you know in western civilization and something that we believe strongly in that guys should have those qualities of yeah. being able to be protectors. And we're not talking about like that tactical guy. <laughs> not the dude with his AR strapped up and his
1: Kevlar vest and his, you know, tactical oh, dude, helmet. I
0: can't even like look at those guys <laughs> because.
1: If you are one of those guys, we're not. No, yeah, I we am. are. We like, are. For as, sure.
0: as a veteran myself, on, we got to think like, about it. <laughs> Like, stop playing Airsoft yeah. and, like, do something. Hey, Airsoft is really so. fun, all right? It's super fun. I know what okay. you're saying. I know what you're saying, though. Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just important to be the kind of men that are prepared to protect their family. Yes. In any situation. And and by any situation that we're going to get into at this podcast, it's more than just owning a gun.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's the the violence side of this, Is very minimal for us who live in the United States of America. Yeah. I mean, if you're living in like Central Africa, absolutely. That's something that you deal with Mm -hmm. daily. But in America, what protection looks like for us is finances. Here's one.
0: Yeah. Being healthy. Being healthy. And present. Yeah. Because protecting your family, like I think first of all, actually means being there. Yeah. And being able. And being able. There and able. Yeah, so if you're not healthy, like, if, if you're to the point where you can't do a push-up anymore, uh, if you're running a quarter mile and you're completely out of breath...
1: Whoa, whoa, easy, pal. I can still do the I push-up.
0: <laughs> a push-up? <laughs> no, but you, you get what I'm getting at. Yes, and, the, yes, and the point yes, is, absolutely. like, actually having the energy to be present with your family. Yeah. And being healthy so that you're not going to drop dead of a heart attack at 38 years old or something like that but you're going to be the kind of dude that can still roll around on the floor with your grandkids Mm -hmm. when you're 80 years old that's the goal your son is 50 and is still healthy you Mm -hmm. know and his son's 20 you know and and is doing good so that's what we mean by being healthy and present uh you brought up another one like financially secure as a way of protecting your family.
1: Yeah. Because if you're continually looking for that quick score or you're looking, uh, playing the stock market, something mm-hmm. that's really big is the Robin hood app or, or those stock market apps oh, man. doing yeah. the penny yeah. stocks, um, guys at work are talking about it all the time and you can make a lot of money quick or you can lose a lot of money real quick. Yeah. And so there's that gamble, which I mean, like, and
0: wealth is one of the biggest things yeah. that not just for your, your family today, you know, with like, having like three legacy. to six yeah. months in an emergency fund, but like passing on generational wealth to your kids yeah. and your grandkids and so on, like you're not going to get that buying in lotto tickets no. and stuff.
1: Nope.
0: It's living within your means, mm-hmm. saving money, investing yeah. money properly in a way that it's going to grow and your family is going to be financially secure.
1: And sacrificing. Yeah. Because a lot of the times there's things... <laughs> Like this is really dumb, but I've always wanted a dirt bike. Okay, like because I love riding bikes, mm-hmm. so I've always wanted one. But there comes a time when oh, dude,
0: like avoiding unnecessary <laughs> unnecessary risks are a huge part yes. of that. Like I even think like it'd be fun to get a motorcycle or yeah. something. And for a guy that hasn't ridden a ton in mm-hmm. my life, it's probably not going to go well. Yeah. But it's it's know, being smart. I can hardly smart. play softball, apparently. Yeah. So
1: well, and it can even come down to the sacrifices. Like um, when I get laid off in the winter, mm-hmm. things get a little bit tight. Yeah. Um, and so it's it comes down to as stupid as this sounds, but it comes down to, well, am I going to buy that case of Dr Pepper? Or am I just going to wait another month when we have a little bit more money? Or yeah, maybe I cut it out for the entire winter, which I've done, which is very awful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's very sad, but you know, it's it's. I mean, you're saving, you know, 10 bucks, yeah. 15 bucks. And even though it sounds stupid, but at the same
0: time, no, it's crazy. Sacrificing, how quick that stuff adds
1: Sacrificing up. a bag of chips, sacrificing, yeah. you know, and what uh, are you doing and stop that? it? Like
0: that's, that's a masculine quality of yeah. like, I'm going to save that two bucks here to have that two bucks yeah. to protect my family.
1: To maybe, yeah. Take my you daughter know? out or yeah. maybe invest in some ammo.
0: Maybe, I mean, and, I mean,
1: <laughs> we're not going that route, def- but that's well, what I'm but saying. But I think that,
0: I mean, defending your family yeah. like is, is appropriate. I know so many people that have no plan if someone breaks into their home, yeah. you know, for what they're going to do to protect their family. I know so many people that haven't talked through with their kids, like, Hey, if something happens, here's who you call, mm-hmm. you know, here's what you do. Here's how you get to grandma and grandpa's house. If yeah. you, you know, if you yeah. if you're not with us. You know, and and so many of those things, I, I I mean, here we are talking about like building this legacy to bring Christ's kingdom to these future generations. And so that that requires you to be that like sheepdog, mm-hmm. you know, type person that is r- there and able to protect the sheep yep. and has that kind of presence of scaring away threats
1: yep. you know and having having a plan mm-hmm. making sure that each member of your family knows that plan
0: yeah and so i mean i think that it's so important for us to protect our wives and daughters mm-hmm. in that i mean our our wife is our most precious partner mm-hmm. in building this and so everything that we can do to protect her financially mm-hmm. emotionally physically mm-hmm. and, and our daughters, you know, in the same way. And then raising our sons to have that same value yeah. and training and preparing our sons, you know, in these things, mm-hmm. there, there's, there's nothing wrong with teaching your kids, like how to be prepared and yeah. how to defend themselves mm-hmm. at all.
1: And especially, I, I want to quickly go back to mm-hmm. raising your son to, to be a guy to be a father that he's looking up to and, mm-hmm. and almost emulating to a point, Um, but making sure that you're leading him, knowing that he is going to be a father, that he's mm-hmm. going to be a husband and that coming out of the womb, you don't have those tools built into you. The, you have to yep. learn how to protect your wife? How to protect your family?
0: Yeah. I mean, teaching teaching your son like, hey, you don't hit your sister. Yeah, you, you know, you protect my your daily sister. daily battle in my home. Yeah, daily battle. But if you're consistent in that, like one day Jasper's going to get it. Yep, you know,
1: and he's going to stand up for his sister.
0: Mm-hmm. Even though sister probably you know. picks on him, you know, oh, a little bit too. So, young children are so fun. Young children are fun. <laughs> and that's what this... I mean, that's why we're supposed to be training them. Yep. You know, because kids don't have the tools they need, you know, from the get-go to mm-hmm. to do what's right. Yep. And so we need to, as their father, you know, take on that responsibility of preparing them for anything that could come their way in the world. Yeah. And that's, that's a huge part of protecting them.
1: Yeah. And if we leave it to school system or, or to culture to provide Mm -hmm. what they should be doing, it's going to end in disaster. This (laughs) is, this is your role
0: as a man. It's, it's your role to teach kids, your kids, Mm -hmm. and to be the kind of man that's not just like teaching your kids, but. You know, you're helping out the single mom, you know, that has some kids where, you know, dad's not there. I think that that's like another like neglected aspect of being a protector is, yeah, yeah, you need to protect your family, but you need to protect all the families, you know, that that you're in relationship with. Um, And the more you have those qualities, like the more opportunity you'll have for that. Mm
1: -hmm. So more you'll influence. Yeah, that that goes back to a previous podcast. Is you don't you don't know how far your influence is or how mm-hmm. far it stretches. I mean, it could be saying one thing to a young man at mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning, mm-hmm. just a, a corrective thing, or having a sit down with a young man trying to say, "Hey, this is not right." We don't know how big an impact that can have. Yeah, and so being open to those opportunities and being open to the Holy Spirit working through you to try. Mm-hmm. And just speak life, especially into young men without fathers, because yeah. that's a I mean, soft it's, it's spot an over epidemic here. out there.
0: Too. <laughs> yes, very much so. I mean, so many of the cultural problems are because of fatherlessness. Mm-hmm. And being the protector is one of the biggest aspects of being a father.
1: Yeah. Making sure your kids are are feeling safe, feeling comfortable, feeling loved mm-hmm. is huge.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I think like feeling safe, like it's more than does dad have a gun? Like, it's like, is my dad a safe person to come to when I need to have a conversation with him about things? Like, does my dad make me feel safe where, you know, if I've done something wrong, is my thought like, oh, I can't tell my dad, he's going to freak out. Or is it the I screwed up. I need to go talk to my dad because he's the man that can help me fix this.
1: And that is the ultimate goal. Yeah. (laughs) As a father, that should be your ultimate goal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's this, there's this, uh, (laughs) you know, from the lion, the witch and the wardrobe, you know, CS Lewis, you know, when the kids are asking the beaver family as they're going to Aslan, like is Aslan safe? And he's like, no, he's not safe, but he's good. Yeah. And obviously, like, what C.S. Lewis is doing there, Aslan's like a allegory for Jesus. But as a Christian man, you know, that's something that we should emulate. Mm-hmm. You know, that we're the, the sentinel, the watcher on the wall, the person protecting our family, and... You know, even to the point of being prepared to to do violence, you know, on Mm -hmm. behalf of our family, if it came to that, but that we're good and that that's not scary, but it's safe.
1: Yeah. You can find comfort in that.
0: Yeah. And that your kids can find comfort in that. I mean, think about like when you as a man cultivate the kind of home that your wife feels safe, you know, and all those like insecurities and fears, you know, about life, you know, when, when you get home from work and suddenly everything's okay because dad's home. Yeah. I mean, that, that's something that we should all aspire to. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope so. You hope hope so someday, someday, (laughs) someday you'll get there. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I don't think I don't think any of us are ever there in these things. I think that's yeah. something that you have to work at. Takes effort, and, and we fail at it. And there's you know, oh man, there's know, days where it's, yeah, where whatever we were working on and it goes south. But I think if we're just like reminded of that picture of you know not being safe but being good, mm-hmm. that will get there in time. That's good. I like that. I yeah. think it's time. Thank you again for listening. It's time to regain the initiative and make a difference in your life, your home, and your city. Let's take that ground. Shamana, shamana,
1: shamana, shamana. Shamana,